4: It's Wednesday already, so we're halfway to the weekend, and we're halfway to a weekend that is going to deliver the first breath of fall for us. So it's going to be really nice. I'm looking forward to that. I'm Scoot on the Air. Really glad you're with us. Um, If you haven't uh, done it yet, I invite you to join me on Facebook. It's uh, Scoot on the Air, and I I love the new voices. I love uh, new people who are, are are posting and also commenting on the posters. Uh, you know, sometimes we get some wacky post on there, and I I, I love for uh, a lot of other people to be kind of you know setting the the record straight here on on. On, on how it should be and, and the conversation, directly the conversation in different directions. So I love your contribution, love for you to be part of it. Scoot on the air Facebook, and I'm going to crank up the Instagram account uh, soon as well. Also, Facebook is, is a great way to get a message to me, and I answer the messages just as, um, as soon as I can. So if I don't get back to you right away, um, it's coming. There was a lot happening yesterday during our show, and we're going to take a, a little bit of a deep dive into it today. There are right-wing radicals, and I've I've talked about this for a long time, right-wing radicals that I think are destroying the Republican Party. They're right-wing radicals who are mega right-wing radicals. I mean, they're they're Trump supporters. Yesterday, they dethroned House Speaker Kevin McCarthy, and this small group of white-wing radicals having this kind of power, I, I think is very dangerous for the Republican Party. And there's a lot of talk about this, so we're going to get into that uh, this afternoon. Also, a little bit later, we'll talk about uh, Taylor Swift's newest boyfriend, Travis Kelsey. And let's remember, he is just her newest boyfriend. And it seems like most of the people that she has a relationship with or dates are people who might bring her publicity. Is this real? Uh, Kelsey's now saying that he's um, he's overwhelmed. And he says the NFL is going too far and making a big deal about that. So we'll uh, we'll talk a little bit about that. Um, before I get back to your calls, also, uh, I want to remind you to listen for the Stevie Nick song of the day. When you hear the song, I will give you the song title. I'm sure you know it, but in case you don't, I'll give you the song title. You take that title to our website, www.wfl.com slash contest with an S. And that's how you register uh, to win tickets for Stevie Nicks at the Smoothie King Center on uh, Wednesday, February the 28th. Um, also, I want to remind you that uh, tomorrow at 10 a.m., Neil Norman is going to do an interview, a one-on-one with uh, the, well, I, I don't think she's official yet, so the NOPD superintendent. It says interim superintendent.
5: Oh, no, she's been sworn That's in. what I thought. No. I thought,
4: okay, so the NOPD superintendent, the new superintendent, Ann Kirkpatrick, so he'll be talking to her um, uh, tomorrow. And by the way, uh, for those of you who didn't hear us mention it earlier, there's a problem with the Odyssey app. We apologize for that. They're working on it. It is a, it is a national problem. Uh, let's go to Harvey and James. James, you're on WWL. Good afternoon.
2: How you doing, Scoot? Uh, I wanted to tell you a long story about I met Steve Scalise twice. The first time was at a rally for David Duke. He was running for, He was running for governor. I believe I thought I saw him in either 1989 or 1990. There was a rally on 4th Street in Morero for him to run for governor. Well, I was the only black man there. I figured if he was running for governor, I wanted to hear what he was ranting about. And it was trivial, because all he did was talk about black people and welfare. I left that rally, but when I left that rally, I was a little afraid. So I started noticing faces around me of people coming out in case somebody followed me or something happened to me. So I didn't even go straight home. Mm -hmm. Well, some years later, in 2008, I was on Clearview Parkway. And it was the day of the election that Mr. Scalise was elected to Congress. Mr. Scalise was leaving a coffee shop on Clearview. I was going in. And since he was being elected, I thought he would at least say hello, or you voted today, or would you vote for me? I said hi, he didn't say a word to me. That kind of ticked me off, and I was curious. And a few hours later, it hit me. That guy looked a lot like one of the faces I saw at the David Duke rally. Those were my impressions of Mr. Scalise.
4: Well, James, you know, people are, people are busy and they're distracted, and I can tell you that there are times that somebody might say something to me, or I, I might not be sure if they said something to me or if they were talking to me, and maybe I didn't respond right away, and maybe they thought I was ignoring them. This is a, a common thing. So, you know, based on that, um, I understand why you have that impression. But uh, but based on that one situation, I wouldn't be so quick to uh, uh, to pass judgment there. All right. So uh, let's let's get into what happened yesterday, a day after House Speaker Kevin McCarthy's stunning removal as Speaker of the House, a tap top ally is describing what enormous damage that has been done.
6: People are mad. Louisiana's Garrett Graves says the House GOP met last night after McCarthy's ouster, and it's a good thing the meeting ended when it did. Not exaggerating. I think it probably would have uh, devolved into a little bit of physical altercation. there. Graves is aiming his anger at Florida's Matt Gates, whom he says was played by Democrats into removing a speaker from his own party and handing them more power. I mean, I can't believe he's that stupid. Grave says Republicans now need to decompress, regroup, and figure out who their next leader will be. Sagar Magani at the White House. Yeah,
4: I mean, I think what happened yesterday is is a big deal. A number of House Republicans are already throwing support behind ex-President Donald Trump to ascend to the speakership. Here's what Trump had to say.
7: A lot of people have been calling me about speaker. All I can say is we'll do whatever is best for the country and for the republican party i'll do whatever it is to help but my focus my total focus is being president and quite honestly making america great again my focus is totally on that if i can help them during the process i would do it but we have some great people in the republican party that could do a great job as speaker
4: i mean could donald trump become the speaker of the house well, other Republicans are saying that Republicans should pick someone inside the House with more legislative experience. One thing is clear.
6: we got to elect a new speaker. It won't be Kevin McCarthy. I will not run for speaker again. And after engineering McCarthy's ouster, Matt Gates doesn't want the job himself.
7: Absolutely not. I have no desire to be
6: speaker. So who should it be? Gates floated the man who, until yesterday, was the House's number two Republican. I think the world of Steve Scalise, I think he'd make a phenomenal speaker. That came hours after Scalise argued on the House floor to not break GOP momentum by ousting McCarthy. This isn't the time to slow that process down. In another sign of GOP disarray, there is no obvious successor. McCarthy Lieutenant Patrick McHenry is essentially the acting speaker until a new one is chosen. Sagar Magani, Washington.
4: And we have learned this afternoon that Steve Scalise is openly now running for Speaker of the House. Now, former Vice President Mike Pence says that this distraction for Republicans at a time when there should be attention to real issues is not good. Well, let me say that chaos is never America's friend. And it's never a friend of American families that are struggling. And I'm deeply disappointed that a handful of Republicans would partner with all the Democrats in the House of Representatives to oust Speaker of the House. But I expect before the week is out, there'll be more votes on who will be elected Speaker of the House. And I expect that that most of the Republicans in the Congress will vote again for Kevin McCarthy. That this will now capture the Congress of the United States is doing anything to solve the challenges that American families are facing in this economy. It's gonna be interesting to watch this. So now there are rumors that a more moderate Republican or moderate Republicans in, in general might might want to expel Matt Gates as a right-wing radical from Congress on ethics charges. But the MAGA firebrand is standing firm defending his actions.
7: What's paralyzed the House of Representatives has been the failure of Speaker McCarthy. What paralyzed the House of Representatives was not taking up appropriations bills. We left for a six-week vacation while the appropriations process hung in the balance. And because I forced these people to take a few votes, you think I'm paralyzing the House of Representatives? I think the House of Representatives is. Been paralyzed for the last several decades as we've refused to pass a budget. Kevin McCarthy is a feature of the swamp. He has risen to power by collecting special interest money and redistributing that money in exchange for favors. Uh, we are breaking the fever now and we should elect a speaker who's better. The reason Kevin McCarthy went down today is because nobody trusts Kevin McCarthy. Kevin McCarthy has made multiple contradictory promises, and when they all came due, he lost he lost votes of people who maybe don't even ideologically agree with me on everything.
4: Well, you, you do remember how much Kevin McCarthy had to kiss kiss booty to get the position. I mean, remember how many votes it took? I mean, he was kissing everybody's butt just to, just to get there. That's, I want to be speaking the House. So... To some degree, Matt Gates is right in that sense. A dejected Kevin McCarthy really doesn't want to take the responsibility for the rules package that he agreed to when he became speaker after 15 rounds of voting. But he does um, doesn't want to blame the, the Democrats.
6: Unfortunately, 4% of our conference can join all the Democrats and dictate who could be the Republican speaker in this house. I don't think that rule is good for the institution. But apparently, I'm the only one. I will not run for speaker again. I'll have the conference pick somebody else.
4: Political expert Larry Sabato says the deeply divided Republican caucus um, owns this chaos.
1: It's a giant mess. The Republicans have the majority. It's their job to solve it. And they're nowhere near to solving it. Republicans have to find somebody Who can manage to satisfy some of the eight defectors who uh, really ousted uh, McCarthy? And at the same time, hold the rest of the Republican caucus together. The eight defectors are probably going to demand someone to the right. And because they're way to the right, some of the other Republican members, particularly those who are representing districts that were carried by Joe Biden, and there are 18 of them, they're going to have to get reelected. And voting for a far right Republican is not going to help them. Majority leader Steve Scalise would normally be next in line, but nothing's normal in this House of Representatives. So, what do you think?
4: Uh, You know, it it just, it it seems like something we've talked about on this show a lot. Right-wing radicals, MAGA people, Donald Trump's wing of the Republican Party is trying to further divide the Republican Party. I don't think they can take it over, but it seems like they're trying to take over. And it seems like there's little compromise um, in their intentions. Dethroning the speaker yesterday was the work of just right-wing radicals in the in the party. Do you think the right-wing radicals are defining the Republican Party, or are they destroying the Republican Party? If you want to join us, the Okinawa Jewelers talk and text line is 504-260-1870. Let's go to Algiers and Winston. You're on WWL. Good afternoon. Hello. Hey, Winston.
8: Hello, Scott How are you doing? I'm good. Great, great. I just wanted to make a comment. Uh, a lot of people uh, in, in, in my generation, which I'm in my 70s, uh, know the people that stands with uh, people like David Duke. So that's, that, that wasn't no surprise for one of your callers to say that. But the fact of the matter is, if Steve, Steve Scalise is running for uh, this office, he is uh, one of the election deniers. I don't know if people remember that, But if you're going to lie to your constituents, saying that an election was stolen when you know it wasn't stolen, you're not for the people. You're running for the the, man. Well, I think it's. I just want. I just wanted to get your uh, get your opinion on it because uh, Donald Donald Trump has has disgraced the Republican Party, and everybody knows it. This man is for Putin and anybody else that's a dictator. And if he gets back in the office, I feel sorry for this country. I just want to uh, say that and uh, uh, hang up now and listen to your comments. Okay.
4: Winston, I I appreciate the call. Glad you're listening to our show. Scalise um, was, maybe still is, an election denier. He was wrong. Scalise was deceiving. Scalise was kissing Trump's booty. And this is what really does define this, this part of the Republican Party, and, and I, I love that, like, you know, Kevin McCarthy is saying, these people who did this are not conservatives. And I would agree with him. They are not true conservatives. They are not true Republicans. They are a radical wing of the Republican Party. And I just don't see how this is good for the Republican Party at a time when the, the party's trying to figure out who it is. In, in, the, in the wake of Donald Trump, they're trying to figure out who they are. All right, if you want to join us with a comment, the Okinawa Jewelers Talking Text Line, 504-260-1870. 504-260-1870, your calls and your texts are coming up. Is this good for the Republican Party? Which side are you on? Uh, you know, there are people who are part of the White Ring Radicals. I guess they don't see themselves as radicals, but when you, when you look at the, the basic um, mainstream Republicans— Yes, Matt Gates, Marjorie Taylor Greene, these people are right-wing radicals. And what they did yesterday shows that they've got power. I'm Scoot on the air, and we'll be back on WWL. Call
0: from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy.
4: All right, it's about, uh, about damn time Republicans really started to, to face this, um, this problem within their, in their party. And for a long time, I've been talking about right-wing radicals, and it was never, ever a criticism of all Republicans or all conservatives. It was a criticism specifically of this, this band of radicals within the Republican Party. They want to redefine the Republican Party in their image. And that's what yesterday was, what was all about. And I, I believe that uh, Matt Gates took this really personally. And, of course, you know, remember one thing about Matt gates He's all about attention. He's not a policymaker. He's a noisemaker. And a lot of Republicans are calling him really ugly names. Um, Matt Gates is all about the attention. And, boy, he sure got some attention yesterday. But he got enough people on his side to do what he wanted to do, which is oust Kevin McCarthy. Now, some are saying, and maybe even uh, Sean Hannity brought this up, that this may be a way to bring in ex-President Donald Trump as the new Speaker of the House. Could that happen? We've got a lot of calls to get to. We'll get to some of your text here in just a few minutes. Let's go to uh, Mandeville. Steve, you're on WWL. Good afternoon.
9: Hello, Scoot. Uh, I was curious, the definition of right-wing radical, what is that?
4: Anything, anything supporting Trump. Everything and anything, Trump blind to the reality of of what uh, his intent might have been.
9: Oh, so that would be people who want to stop the invasion. Of no the southern border. No,
4: no, that's not right-wing radicals.
9: That would be people who. That's want not to stop the war. That's in not Ukraine? that's not
4: that's not right-wing radicals, Steve. I gave you the definition. But, if but you're not happy saying, with the definition, anybody
9: who anybody who supports Trump. As a right-wing radical, that's not a definition. Well, it's it's not. it's.
4: What, what it? I, I just explained that the MAGA people, the, the people who are in denial of what happened in 2020, the people who are oblivious to the truth and reality, those are right-wing radicals, in, in my opinion.
9: So the Russian uh, inquiry, that...
4: Uh, well, it believe- depends. It depends. Yeah. I mean, some, some of the... All of what you're bringing up, some of the people who are for those things that you're talking about, some of those people are right-wing radicals. It's kind of like pornography, Steve. You know it when you see it. And it's interesting what you're trying to do. You're trying to say that anybody who is for uh, stopping uh, coming across the borders of right-wing radical. No, there are a lot of Republicans and there are Democrats, too, who want to stop things happening at the border. But there's a specific group of right-wing radicals. Led by, led by Matt Gates and Marjorie Taylor Greene, that want to redefine the Republican Party in their image. Those are right-wing radicals. Uh, let's go to Morgan City and Danny. You're on WWL. Good afternoon.
9: Hey, Scoot. Um, I don't agree with the 8 on the Republican Party for sure, but uh, I can tell you this. Uh, Joe Biden's been lying ever since he's been in Washington, he ran as a moderate uh, to bring everybody together, and he divided this country more than anybody has in my lifetime, and I'm 70 years old. Uh, as and, and far as uh, radicals, the Democratic Party, I'm probably putting it mild when I say three-quarters of them are radical off the chart.
4: So you, do you think the right-wing radicals are defining or destroying the Republican Party? That's the question.
9: Uh, I don't think they can destroy it, okay. but uh, they need to be dealt with.
4: Okay. And, hey, we totally agree on that, Danny. I'm glad you had a chance to call. Let's go to the North Shore. Bob, you're on WWL.
9: Hey, Scoop. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Uh, going back to your last hour, just a minute. The best euphemism for the S word is stuff.
4: <laughs> this stuff show. Yeah, uh, that, it, that might work. I, I'm I'm kinda concerned about using um spitz in the place of the S word when we talk about but, a say a spitz show on Capitol Hill because it's so close to the word I I might make a mistake and say the word.
9: Well, the S word was my mother's favorite word and <laughs> we always substituted when we were quoting her, we
1: <laughs> Stuff.
4: So, a stuff but, show. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll figure it out. But anyway, we know what happened on, on Capitol Hill. And it is indeed that, especially for uh, for Republicans. Now, the Democrats are not taking advantage of this opportunity because the Democrats have a problem with, with uh, image as well. And they should take advantage of this. And sometimes I think Democrats think that since the Republicans are so divided and there's so much stuff going on with Republicans and right-wing radicals in the party, that that the Democrats are going to win by default, and I don't think that they can assume that. I think they need to really work on, on, on winning.
9: Well, I, I agree with that, but you uh, keep referencing the damage that the mega-Republicans are doing to the Republican Party. I'm an 81-year-old combat veteran from Vietnam, and I can tell you right now that it, it, they are trying to, to do a great deal of damage to the United States of America. And I think of what Trump said about uh, General Milley, what he said about uh, wounded warriors and so forth. This is just inane. It is senseless. And what they get in return, they will deserve it in full measure. We can see how the Republican Party's governance goes Because it is obvious. It is chaos. And I don't understand how we tolerate what's going on in Washington.
4: You know, I mean, the the, the problem is that, you know, and maybe this is going to bring it to a head. You know, I've been talking about this group of white-wing radicals, right-wing radicals for a long time. Maybe this is going to bring it to a head because Republicans have been reluctant to call out the right-wing radicals. Maybe this is a moment of of, of reckoning for the Republican Party in general, and they see the damage that that can be done. There are not enough right-wing radicals to change the course of an election at the voting booth. So chaos, some would even suggest violence, is a way for them to get attention and stand up for their cause because there are not enough of them. To decide the outcome of an election, so they're looking for other ways to do it, and and because of the rules, this is the way it, it worked out. And a small group of people had enough power to to, to get this done. Let's go to uh, Thaddeus at uh, Delgado University. Hey, Thaddeus.
8: Hi, Scoot. How's it going? Good. Um, I um, I just it recently dawned on me that we're living in a really interesting period of time, um, basically for our country because it just seems to me like we're experiencing a a bloodless civil war the way our politicians and our government can't function and it's basically being fought over by these two extreme sides it actually prompted me to change my registration i was registered as a democrat and i changed it to no party i didn't even know there was a no party designation until i filled out the form but um i'm just fed up with all yeah. the bickering and the, the, the fighting back and forth between people who are supposed to be honorable representatives of our society and you can't tell by their behavior yeah
4: thaddeus that was very well uh, very well put and i mean there are people who are talking about threats to our democracy we'll we'll talk a little bit about that uh, coming up you know one of the big sins of kevin mccarthy and i'm i was not a kevin mccarthy fan at all I, I'm, I'm still not he's a he's a butt kisser um one of his big sins was he compromised with the Democrats, and Matt Gates got really pissed off about that. Okay, if you don't compromise, how are you going to ever get anything done? And I, I remember how sometimes when you, when you compromise as a politician, the compromise is turned against you. And that happened to George H. Walker Bush right here in New Orleans in the Dome when he accepted the, the Republican nomination. He said, read my lips, no new taxes. The Democrats said, please compromise with us. Come on, we need to compromise on this. The Democrats lured him in and said, let's compromise on this. He compromised. And taxes were raised. And the Democrats turned and used that against H. Walker Bush. And that's one of the reasons he lost the election. There were others, but that's one of the reasons that he lost the election. So if the Democrats are saying, please compromise with us, and then they turn around and use that against the Republicans, that's a cheap shot. But we need, as a country, we need to get over this idea of compromise. Compromising with the Democrats, Democrats compromising with the Republicans, that's what has to take place for progress to be made in America. Compromise shouldn't be the new C word that we can't talk about. Did you see that hammer come down when it was determined that Kevin McCarthy was out? Whoa, man, he put that hammer down. He was mad. He was he mad. He was boiling mad. He was. I'm Scoot. We'll be right back on WWL <laughs> Wednesday afternoon, working our way toward what is going to be a cool weekend, sort of, but a chance of showers Thursday night and Friday and. It's going to be a lot cooler by Saturday morning, and I'm loving every minute of it. I'm Scoot on the air. Let's go to Elise in Thibodeau. Hey, Elise.
9: What's
0: up, Scoot? How are you, my guy? I'm good. Wonderful. Listen, I wanted to call because I've got a couple of things. First of all, as a millennial, I was, I, I'm, I've been listening and paying attention to politics my whole life because I'm just a studious person, but I want to be informed. And I think there are so many boomers that are running this country and they've lost sight um, of of what we're trying to do here. What this is even about, you know, I saw that CNN interview with what's his face Tapper uh, and that, that piece. And it just was so telling about Donald Trump and his, his people that aren't even really staying by his side anymore. You know, like they're, they're jumping ship. And finally, finally, they're seeing the light, but I really do feel like the, the millennial generation is, hopefully going to bring some right to this ship, you know. And here's a question
4: that I have about millennials. I witnessed as a boomer, I'm a hostile witness to the baby boomer generation, but I witnessed baby (laughs) boomers have a very collective liberal attitude. Baby boomers cared Mm -hmm. about equality. They cared about Mm -hmm. individuals. They, um, Mm -hmm. They cared about a lot of things that they don't care about now. They cared about taking care of the eco- of the um, the environment, which at the time was called the ecology. We need to take care of the... It was all about ecology. Those baby boomers changed in the 80s, and we've talked about this mm-hmm. on, on the show, and they're different today. Baby boomers also are... Baby boomers are also used to being the largest segment of the population, and they're no longer the largest segment of the population. Millennials are. My hope is that millennials don't sacrifice their... Core beliefs in the way that many baby boomers did.
0: Well, I think as as people grow and like you said, ecology and the social ecology of all of this, right? As we get older, things and our priorities change. And I understand that. You know, of I'm middle aged and I have kids who are growing up, and that's in things that are important to them aren't important to me anymore. I mean, I get that, uh, and it, I hope you're right. I hope we can can steer this ship in the right direction and see the forest through the trees. Because I don't think. Uh, that, that anybody in, in power
4: can do that at this point. No, I, I know. Um, and, and I just, I see the, the right-wing radicals and, and they're, 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 they're not just boomers. They, they transcend uh, generations. But, you know, the right-wing okay. radicals are basically the, those people who it's all in on Trump. This far away from, from Trump, it's still all about Trump. And it's, it's disregarding everything else that doesn't support Trump and everything Trump believes. And there are Republicans who are going to be hurt by the idea that um, that the right wing radicals uh, have their way. And I just think this is a destructive uh, moment. Ian, you want to get to a a couple of uh,
5: texts? Here's a text that says, Scoot, you do realize every Democrat in the House voted with the right wing radicals. What say you?
4: Well, I mean, look, he's a Republican. I I mean, I don't know how to answer that. You know, I mean, I'm not a fan of Kevin McCarthy. But for Republicans to turn on themselves the way Matt Gates turned on 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 Kevin McCarthy, um, I mean, they you know, the, the Democrats are going to favor Kevin McCarthy compromising with them.
5: I mean, there's 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 a couple different ways to answer this. One is that Kevin McCarthy lied to everyone. He made promises to the White House. He made Guess promises to his own caucus. He made promises to the Democrats, none of which he kept. The Democrats saved the government from shutting down on Saturday morning. And on Sunday morning, Kevin McCarthy is on Face the Nation, blaming the Democrats for having it even gotten that bad. So they all see that and they're like, what do we even we can't. This guy is so completely untrustworthy. And if you think for one second that the entire Republican conference would not join with left wing radicals to kick Nancy Pelosi out of her speakership. Brother, I want some of what you're smoking because that's powerful stuff.
4: Exactly. And so in a lot of ways, it benefits the, the, the Democrats aside with the right wing radicals. All right. If you're on Holt State with us, more calls, more of your texts are, are coming up. Uh, we've got to get to a break here. If you want to join us with a comment, the Okinawa Jewelers talk and text line is 504-260-1870. A lot more still to come, including uh, some new information about uh, Taylor Swift and uh, Travis Kelsey, who says he's overwhelmed now because of what the NFL is saying about the coverage of his relationship with Taylor Swift. All right. Hey, this is the Stevie Nicks song of the day. Gypsy, one of my favorite Stevie Nicks songs. Stevie Nicks will be in the New Orleans Smoothie King Center Wednesday, February the 28th. You want to go? All right, take the title of this song, Gypsy, and go to our website, WWL.com slash contest with an S, and use the title Gypsy to register to win, and good luck from us at WWL. On the scoot on the uh, Rock Culture calendar, on this day in 1988, Ringo Starr knew that he was abusing his system with uh, alcohol and drugs. He'd been abusing alcohol and drugs for years. On this day in 1998, I'm sorry, 1988, Ringo Starr, along with his wife, Barbara Bach, uh, flew to Tucson, Arizona, to enter a rehabilitation clinic center. He stayed there for six weeks, and as far as I know, Ringo Starr is doing just fine. And here locally, of course, there's Lake Wellness and Steps Recovery Solutions. But you know, it, like these these people who were doing drugs and drinking in the past, they're not still doing it today, or well, they probably wouldn't be here. So Rinko is probably here today because he dealt with his alcohol and uh, and drug problem, and it's uh, it's good when people develop the courage to uh, to deal with it. All right, so um, we'll continue this conversation. Uh, right wing radicals are uh, they? Defining or are they destroying the Republican Party? More of that uh, coming up. Taylor Swift's uh, newest boyfriend, and I mean her newest boyfriend, uh, Travis Kelsey, is overwhelmed by the NFL's coverage of his relationship with her. Um, Could this actually hurt his NFL career? And do you think this is a real relationship or just for publicity? Um, Also, on this day in 1990, some lawsuits were combined. It was an appeal On Ozzy Osbourne's, um, on the lawsuit against Ozzy Osbourne, claiming that uh, two teenagers committed suicide after listening to his song Suicide Solution. Uh, We'll set the record straight on why the music is never to blame coming up in the next hour. I'm Scoot on the air, Wednesday afternoon on WWL.